Today we're celebrating the coming of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. Now the Spirit was already here, but it was, it's changed from kind of a focus on certain people to the experience of everyone uh, when they come to Jesus. And so Peter explains it from uh, the chapter 2 of Joel and, and records when Jesus said, In the last days I will pour out my Spirit on all people, everybody. And that resulted in dreams and visions. It, it resulted in prophecy and signs and wonders. All kind of good stuff. Things were changing. That's what's coming on. And they were entering, the disciples were entering a new age. And we're living in that now. So this morning, I want to go back, actually before that happened, to right before Jesus was crucified. And we'll look at John 14 through 16 for what Jesus says about the Spirit. It was uh, during his farewell to his disciples. He's at his last dinner together. And he's kind of saying, gather in, y'all. I got some stuff I need you to know. All right? He's calling them in and saying, this is... So all, all three chapters are just Jesus talking. What do you talk about when someone's leaving? The mice are leaving. You're not going to talk about the weather with the mice today, are you? Please don't talk about the weather with the mice. You're going to thank them for what they've meant to you in your life. You're going to speak to, it's the deeper things, the hard things, okay? So this is Jesus telling folks what's important, what he wants them to know before he's out of here. And and imagine being in that room. You're in the upper room. You've been his disciples for like a crazy, amazing three years. And And Jesus is talking and he says he's leaving. Oh, not, not, not good. Now, you, can, you can't come now, but I'm going to make a place. This is Jesus talking to them in my words. I'm, I'm going to make a place. You'll know the way. Uh, it's all good. But he's leaving. And Thomas says, oh, uh, wait a minute. I don't, I don't know the way. And Jesus looks right at him. And he says, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. And then Philip says... Uh, it would be super helpful if I could see the Father, because then, then it could be clearer for me. Jesus looks right at him and says, ah, if you see me, you've seen the Father. So how does Thomas know the way? Jesus. How does Philip see the Father? Jesus. The answer to both of their questions is Jesus. And he's leaving. No more walks through Galilee. No more engulfing, peace-loaded hugs. No more wisdom mic drops. No more hearing him talk with his father. No more cooking breakfast by the beach. No more looking in his eyes for comfort when nothing is making sense. There can't be anything better than having him with us, could there? Jesus says, actually, yes. I need to go so the Spirit can come. In uh, chapter 16, verse 7, he says, It was good, uh, it was for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So, well, if Jesus thinks it's better, I think we have it on good authority. And it's evident in chapters 14 through 16 how he talks about the Spirit. He knows they're going to need the Spirit. All that stood against Jesus himself was not going to all suddenly just become welcoming. 
He specifically mentioned hate and being put out of the synagogue, but it's not limited to that. The kingdom of shalom and peace and justice and flourishing will continue to run into the kingdom of this world until Jesus is back for good. So he wants his disciples to learn to lean into the Holy Spirit as they continue to live and work for him. He wants the same for us, to lean into the Holy Spirit as we continue to live and work for him. Who does Jesus call them to lean into? Here's how Jesus describes him or how I see it. The Holy Spirit is a close advocate and he's a bringer of truth. So first, the Holy Spirit is a close advocate. Chapter 14 has a couple of places that describe the closeness. In verse 16, Jesus says, the Father will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. Now we have some advocates in our church. Uh, Rita came to mind. The folks she is serving cannot be served from a distance, right? The work is up close and personal in the same way the Holy Spirit's work is up close and personal. And I love the permanence of the with you forever. I don't know. Oh, that's good. With you forever. There's no time that's not in forever, is there? There isn't. Okay, verse 17, Jesus says, you know him and he lives with you and he will be in you. Now, this is the no. We've talked about it before. It's the biblical no. It's not I know math. It's I know you. You know me. It's relationship no, okay? So Jesus says the relationship's already there, and it's going to get closer. If you're living with someone, closeness is kind of inevitable. Well, you might doubt that, but we can assume that the Holy Spirit is not the nightmare roommate, okay? So closeness that kind of close. So close advocate. Now the advocate is translated a bunch of different ways. They say friend, counselor, um, comforter, helper. In fourteen sixteen, Jesus says that the father will give another advocate. So they already have Jesus and now they have the Holy Spirit who is similar in a way because he says another advocate. It's in the neighborhood. They're doing the same kind of stuff for us. And then in uh, 1426, it says the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. Uh, Susan and Mia came to mind in their work with immigrants. They're teaching and equipping them for what, you, uh, what they need to know. All the life things, from the basics to the complicated. And then in the rest of that verse, the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything Jesus has said to you. Everything. That had to comfort their heart. It's like the Jesus hotline. I, I don't want to make a joke, but uh, the Holy Spirit, I can't remember what Jesus said to me about this. Holy Spirit, I don't know, mm, or whatever it is. Call him up. Oh, there's a song about that, I think. All right, so the Holy Spirit is a close advocate, and then he's a bringer of truth. Can I say just something about truth? There is one truth, Okay. Jesus names himself truth at the beginning of this passage. And that's not, it's not your truth and my truth. There's one truth. We might disagree about what true is, but truth stays the same. And then our understanding rises to it, right? If you are bringing, if you're building something, you need one of these. Uh, I got about six of them. <laughs> and you need that bubble to be in the middle. You need things to be level. I'm uh, working, I'm helping a friend rebuild a deck. And I tell you, no part of that deck was true. 
The top was like this. The legs were like, oh, man, none of it was true. But we're, that's all right. We're, make, we're getting there. We're bringing it back to level so the level stays the same, right? And it's brought to meet it. Truth stays the same, and our understanding comes to meet it. You've got to know that's, yeah, that's the truth, all right? So I think that's why Jesus spends so much time on truth when he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Actually, three times in these chapters, he calls the Holy Spirit uh, the spirit of truth. In 1613, he says he'll guide you on all truth. All truth, y'all, all truth. And then in 1614, the Holy Spirit will testify about Jesus. What did he say earlier? I am the way, the and the life, okay? So he's testifying about the truth. The, dis, uh, the disciples are soon to, be, uh, soon to be desperate, desperately in need of the spirit of truth. They've got him with them right now, but it's about to get shaken up. I think we also are desperate for the spirit of the truth. We're not going to be able to figure it out. <laughs> There's too much wrong with the world's approach to how life goes, and our brokenness blinds us. But Jesus has given us the Spirit. We don't have a physical Jesus to have tea or coffee with, but we have an advocate straight from the Father's heart, the Holy Spirit, who is a close advocate and a bringer of truth. As we journey with the Lord, obeying what he calls us to, we can lean into the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives. A prayer we regularly prayed at a former church of mine was, Come, Holy Spirit. I didn't realize until I was studying for this what a deep and wide invitation that is. We are asking the Spirit of Truth that knows us intimately to bring Jesus into every situation and relationship of our lives. Three, three words, Come, Holy Spirit. I invite you to slow down enough this week to make that invitation to the Holy Spirit, the close advocate, the bringer of truth. And then listen for what he has for you, for us. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. We need your presence, we need your truth, and we want to step toward you, lean into you this morning. In the name of Jesus, amen.